Now, we all know that Martin can metabolise a pint in five minutes, but I bet even he wouldn't turn his nose up at getting free beer delivered to his door. Yes, our friends at Beer 52 are offering our listeners a free case of eight unique craft beers. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF and cover the postage of $5.95. Beer 52 is the world's largest beer club. Even Big Mandy is welcome, but not Colin. He's an utter bozo. Each month, members are sent a crate of beer with different themes. Don't like dark beer? Then choose the light option. Comes with a magazine and two snacks, BLT and crumpets not included. Don't be a cockwomble. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF to get this amazing offer. That's www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF. This is Dan Greaves, and you're listening to What the Actual Fuck, a This Country podcast. Scarecrow Festival is like the most important day of the year. Daft cow. This is just ridiculous. What the actual fuck? Hey, what the actual fuckers, and welcome to WTAF, a This Country podcast. Now, first, he's the man that loves driving a Massey Ferguson through a field while white text is displayed all over him. It's Neil. Oh, a white text? Like, the, have you ever seen this country? Yeah, oh, right. No, so no, the, no. The, 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 I, the white text. Suddenly I get it. Eh? <laughs> yeah. I did say text. I didn't yeah. say white anything else. No, no, no. It's all good. That sounds fun to me. Yeah? Yeah, I, I could be a good tractor driver. What was the other one? It's got Massey Ferguson. What's the uh, other one? John Deere or Ford. That's the one. We've worked it That's out. That's the ones. If you've listened to the commentaries, I always ask that every single one, I think. There probably are better uh, other makes. But I'm sure there are. Just Yeah. But Massey Ferguson's the best, is it? You asked me. I don't know. Like, <laughs> you asked me. I don't know. I don't know. Now, our guest this episode is a writer, blogger, and if her Twitter bio is anything to go by, she rants, <laughs> she writes, and she's a bit of a gobshite. It's Rachel Hawkins. <laughs> but I've never, ever heard that read back to me before, and it sounds fucking horrific. I need to change that. That is terrible. I if thought my it... mother saw that, she would disown me, I tell you. Well, I mean, but isn't this the beauty of the internet that you can sort of, sort of, no. and Twitter, you can say what you want and you can write what you want? Yeah, but the thing is, it will always come back to haunt you, and it just does. But that's your bio, so that's what everybody exactly. sees. Exactly. <laughs> I know, that's the thing. Yeah, but the thing is, when you don't have someone say it to you, you sort of, and I hardly ever look at it, so I forget about it. But when you've just reminded me like that and you've actually said it out loud, it's like, <laughs> oh, my toes, I can't feel them anymore. They're proper cringer. Uh, why, why is it that bad? Rachel. I think I think I it's think, great. Yeah, it's it's short. It's succinct, and it rhymes. It it it, it ticks all the boxes. And I, I like the fact that it rhymes. I suppose. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's just the way you said it. Then I was like, oh god, that is just. Because <laughs> when I was right when I was writing the the introduction, it didn't quite work because obviously you say it as it's you. So you say I rant, I write, uh, I'm a bit of a gobshite. So it sort of. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. So when I'm saying she rants, she writes, she's a bit of a gobshites, I should say, really. Then it rhymes better. But... It goes well. Yeah. See, look, all the... now we keep re- repeating it to you now. It must be even worse. Now, that's five yeah. times no, you've said it. Do you know what? It. I'm actually getting used to it now. Okay. It's all right. It's not too bright. It was that first time it just, it just hit me a little bit, but I like it now. So right. you're, you're quite Perhaps proud of yourself now, aren't you? Yeah, I am. <laughs> with, with a verse like that, you'll be the next poet laureate. <laughs> <laughs> Stranger things have happened. Absolutely. Gobsites are us. Yeah, there's a few places like that. There is. Uh, right, Rachel, we'll start at the very beginning. Obviously, we're a This Country podcast. So um, when did This Country sort of go on your radar? Well, when did it first start? It was back in 2017, wasn't it? Uh, so... Yeah, it would have been, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so then I would say... So you were in there from the off? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I think, I mean, it's it's the fact that it, they all sound like me. That's probably why I started watching it to start with. Are you are you lot southwest as well? We're we're from uh, Sirencester, Gloucestershire, which is where. Oh, so it's da- literally like where they do it. There. Yeah, it's yeah. where Daisy and Charlie oh. live, and uh, and North Leach, where they film, is just down the road from us. Yeah. Oh, but then your accent is quite. It's it's a lot softer. Well, that, that, that's, that's because we're broadcasting, you see, my dear. We have to round <laughs> off the vowels. And... Yeah, we've got the BBC voices on. Do you know what? I can't be arsed with that. I really should, to be honest. I need to dumb this accent down. But... No, don't. It's, um, no. it's a brilliant accent. Yeah. Don't. don't. Really? Yeah. See, the one thing, and we know a few dump gangers, as they call them, from, from Bristol, and I always think the Bristol accent sounds... Sorry, go back. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What was that? Dump gangers. That's the name of the. What does that mean? The dump gang. That's the name of the people that are like the fans of this country. Oh, oh my god! I didn't see. I need to like properly brush up on my this country like fan stand words, don't I? Really? Indeed, you do. We'll we'll introduce you to the. There's an actual a really fantastic fan page called the Dump Gang, and uh, right. you need to Get you need to name. yeah. You, I'll invite you to it, and it's uh, it's it's well worth becoming part of that. Uh, whole community it's uh it's, mm. it's really good but like, as i was going to say is it the bristol accent always seems to sound a lot nicer on a lady than it does on a man if that makes sense completely agree. are you being funny seriously no 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 honest i, I completely how can agree you not right how can you not hear me and in the back of me you're thinking oh my god it's getting hard it's tricky hard, it's tricky like <laughs> no it's better it's better on a blip than it is on a, on a, on a woman i think like i just it's just so guttural. It's such it's such horribly strong accent. I think it needs to be on a man as opposed to a woman. You could see the most feminine woman in the world, and if she opens her mouth and sounds like me, I mean, I'm not feminine as you know. <laughs> but if she if she if she was really feminine, she opened her mouth. It would just, no, I don't like it. Maybe we don't. It's nice that it. you like it, but. Really? You don't notice it? Well, maybe we don't notice it as much, maybe, because we're sort of local to that accent. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, yeah, I Yeah, maybe it's that then. I don't know. But then to me, the cast of this country, it, it sounds stronger than your accent. Right. Like, I do think so, they I do so think, strong. Yeah, I do it's think they emphasise They do emphasise it? it a lot more, because obviously Daisy and Charlie don't talk... Like, like that, that in, in, in real life. They talk, yeah. But then if I'm talking to somebody that is from a different part of the country, not the southwest, I always feel like I sound like my accent is a lot broader. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, uh, you're right there. You know. But, you know. 
Anyhow, accents are wonderful things. They they certainly are. They certainly are. Be boring so, if we all sounded the same. <laughs> so did you binge watch the whole uh, first series then, Rachel, when it first yeah, came out? Yeah, like not in one, not in like one session, but I watched it. Watched the first episode, fell in love, absolutely loved it. For to be honest, and I reckon you've had a lot of people that have said this. I felt like it was really trying to be like The Office. Right. And but I love the like the office is my all time favourite comedy. Like I, I adore it. So I had to stay with it because of those similarities. So maybe it drew it drew me in a little bit, do you know what I mean? Especially like Curtin does look like Gareth Keenan. He, he does. does. Yeah, like, absolutely. You can there's no, you cannot get away from that, can you? No. no. They say it all in the they say it all in the office Facebook groups and stuff. But that's but that's part of the reason why I fell in love with it. And then it's so heartwarming. It's so funny. It just draws you in even more. And I can't help but just, I just loved it. I absolutely loved it. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Did, Not did, just because it's Southwest as well. Like that, that does play a part. Yeah. But it's just, it's, I just love it. It's heartwarming. Because saying that you're a big fan of The Office and that there's somebody that, mm. that I've seen a few people on, especially on Twitter, um, sort of having a go at, this country saying it is an office rip-off because they've got a guy that looks no, like Gareth. No, it's not. No, but, yeah. but it's, it's weird because I don't know whether it would... If that was me, it would turn me off to, from watching this country. Mm. It's weird that it sort of... You actually got more drawn into it than, than it really? putting you off. Did it, no, it didn't, put, it didn't put me off at all. It, yeah, it drew me... I like mockumentaries. Right. Like, if I was going to... If I was going to... I want to write a sitcom myself, like, then I can actually get around to it. I'm so lazy. I've been, it's been, on, like, the planning in my mind for, like, the last four or five years. But when I do it, I want to do a mockumentary. I think that is the funniest comedy ever. And one of the first... When, when you Google this country, one of the first questions that people ask is, is it real? Mm-hmm. Which is obviously, like, similar to what happened with The Office, like, nearly 20 years ago. And I love that aspect. People are thinking, is, what, what am I watching now? Is this, is this real life? Is this actually happening? I love the confusion that must go on people's faces when they think that that's exactly what life is like in the Cotswolds. Yeah. I mean, it might well be. I don't know the Cotswolds very well at all. I will make that clear. Um, but, yeah, I just, it's just brilliant. I, I, I love mockumentaries. They're great. Mm. So what, what character did you fall in love with the most then? Was it, was it Curtin? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I suppose it was. Do you know? Do you know who I love the absolute best? I and mean, we've never even seen her on the telly. Sue. So, it's the mum. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. Yes, I just absolutely love her. And do you know what? The day that I found out that that's actually Daisy doing the, like doing that voice as well blew my mind. I told everybody I know that watched it. I was like, "Did you know that that's actually her?" Yeah, I did. I I was really shocked at that. Well, I've said it before. I actually tried to book Ivy Woodcock, who's the name on the the credits, as a guest for the podcast until somebody. I think it was Neil that told me that it was Daisy <laughs> <laughs> that was doing the voice. I was trying to look on IMDb to see if she'd had any other roles to see if I could maybe get in contact to become a guest on the podcast, and I I felt so shameful that I that as someone that has... how long did it take you until you realised that it was a totally like futile task? It it was a good few months into doing this podcast. Yeah, I must have seen I must have seen the series two or three times, and it's still never. And now you hear it, and you think, of course, it's Daisy. Mm. You can hear it. You can hear it in her voice. Yeah, you can. You can. But that's my you know biggest what? hold in my hand in head and shame. 
Oh, we all have those moments. There. <laughs> <laughs> I should have. I should have kept quiet, shouldn't I? Really, and seeing how long you could have gone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You should have done. <coughs> you know what though? The thing is, like in our eyes, like because it's me and my other half that we probably like. He loves it more than me, to be honest. When he when I said that I was doing this podcast, he was like, "Well, they should get me on there because I'm elite and you're not." <laughs> like, okay, right, fine. Um, but we like physically, none of us in this house can can say the T word, and you know which word I mean, don't you? Yeah. Without saying it, like it. I'm not gonna. Do, I don't want to do it though because it, we're too early. How, we're like ten minutes in, aren't we? I, I can't. I, I'm gonna peep too soon if I if I come out and say it. <laughs> it's, the, it's like it's like with the office and stuff. Like we we all, we're always quoting like the office back and forth. But with like this country as well, you physically I physically can't say that word of that red fruit without saying it just like how Seuss has said. Yeah. I think that's that's always it just a, makes me cry. That is a, a a sign of what is gonna be a comedy that is gonna stand the test of time is if you oh, find people absolutely. using yeah, using phrases in everyday in everyday life, or cop wombles, another Absolutely. one, all of those kind of mm. words. Although I think, didn't you do a tweet where you said words that you don't like people hearing people saying? Yeah, one of them was womble. one of them was cop womble, wasn't it? Why is that? It's just a really shitty swearer. Just say a cock. Like, what have you got to add womble on the end of it? Like, what does it bring into the party? Cock womble. Do you not like wombles or? Well, what's a womble? Live on Wimbledon Common, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> so I've just insulted a whole area. <laughs> no, no, oh, no, bless her. She's too young to remember the Wombles. You bless don't remember her. the Wombles? Sort of. Uncle right, Bulgaria. Do you know what? I, maybe I am too young. I can, I've got a very, very, very slight memory of them. Shall I Google them now and just? Say? I think you should. Yeah, they were. They were. They used to wander around Wimbledon Common picking up the rubbish, and it used to oh, be like it used to be like what? a. I can, yeah, I see them now. Yeah, I, yeah. There you go. 1973. There you go, see? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go, Fresh kids. Fresh for a remake. Oh, yeah, there you go, kids. Google that one as well, li- kids. That's a bit before my time. Yeah. yeah. I just, I, if you could, if, yeah, I don't, I don't like Hot Womble. Okay, that's good. Okay. I'm not, I'm not going to, because you said, don't you like Wombles? I'm not going to ask the other half of that question. Because <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> that is totally inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or any other poultry-based yeah, questions. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so, when you came to when it came to series two, then uh, you were one of these. Uh, oh, straight on it. Yeah, f- fervent fans straight. that were just waiting and waiting for the second yeah, series. Straight on it. Well, didn't I say to you when when we were obviously setting this up? I said like, when is series three? Hopefully exactly. You would like tell me it's like in two weeks' time, and it's not. It's it's not. Well, we got, we had we had a little bit of news that will be on a, a future podcast uh, last week, didn't we? We did. That we recorded last week. So um, mm. we we can't say anything. We might say something too off the air, but we can't say anything uh, officially on the air. But uh, do you think? Right, this is something that I debate quite a lot when it comes to comedy, like when it comes to sitcoms and stuff. Do you think they should end it at series three? It it depends, really. It depends where series three leads. Um, you you have to be. We've always said you have to be careful with comedy that you don't outstay your welcome. Mm. Exactly, exactly. So, and that's the that's what I reckon the most successful comedies have managed that. So mm. it'd be interesting to see where where I think that this country could go because the fact that they've won the BAFTA and stuff, you think, well, brilliant, that's amazing. They could just keep going and going and going because their success is phenomenal. But then there's part of me that thinks like I do wonder if if after series three. Go out, go out on yeah. a bang, a bit and like, just be memorable, like The Office, for example, and Phoenix Nights and Forty Towers and all that. Yeah, 
Yeah, although I think if anything's going to stop it, I think it'll be Daisy and Charlie's situation rather than them stopping the office. Stop the office. Stopping this country (laughs) from a story perspective. I think that they may get too big Mm. to do this country, if that makes sense. So they'll go on and do do other things. Yeah, I mean, we know that that they've they've they're already working on other projects here, there, and everywhere. So it's. I think the the trouble is is that. And we were like this for a while, weren't we? That like mm. we're thinking that they're just sat at home, and we're saying, "Well, why aren't you just just get on and write the next series? Get on and write the special." But they're not; they're off doing other things. But no one else sees mm. that because these you things don't haven't. See that, do you? No, these things yeah. haven't come out, or they're writing stuff, or. And I think that's the problem: is that everybody just wants them to keep doing this country, and and I'm a bit like you, though. I think I think it's not a bad thing to follow the Gervais model. And you know, two mm. two series and a Christmas special. Well, or... you always want to leave them wanting more, don't you? Yeah. You don't want to. Act, yeah, like you say, really I... do. Do you know what? As well, that's what like, I I can't sit there and say I don't like Looney. I don't like Looney Falls and Orses because I do. If, I, if it's on, I'll sit there and I watch it. But the problem I find with that is it just goes on and on and on and on, and you can become sick of it. Mm. It's almost like it's oversaturated. Yeah. Mm. And they went on too long. They went on for... Yeah, I really think they did. Yeah, they had the perfect night. When they became millionaires... That should have been it. It was perfect. Um, And there's nothing sadder than seeing the people that you remember just looking really old and tired. Uh, Yeah, do you know what? That's a really good point, actually. Yeah. That's a really good point. And it's it's like going back to the office. I could sit around and I could think... Obviously, we've seen the after, we've seen Afterlife and stuff. Mm. It'd be great if they could bring them back together and see, like, where are they now? But then the other part of me sits there and thinks, no, I don't think I actually want to know where they are now. I want to remember it for how it ended at that Christmas special. As it was. What, what did As you, it was. Yeah, what did you think of the... Because we spoke to the uh, the Wernham blog guys, the guys who do the, the Office oh, podcast. Yeah. We spoke to them and asked them what they thought of the David Brent movie, The Life on the Road, and you'll have to, you, you can listen to um, their episode and find mm. out what they thought of it. What did you think? I loved it. Did you? I absolutely loved it. Yeah, I really did. I cried. Right. There's something that Ricky Gervais does with me, and you know what? I, I'm on the periphery of it sometimes with this country. When, um, when her dad, I, mean, I hated him so much. Um, he really so you're angry. Not, you're not the only one. No, I really hated him. We used to get really passionate about it. when we were watching it together. Me and my other half. We used to get properly passionate about it. Like we used to call him like prep and probably worse worse than that i'm not gonna say the c word on it don't worry no but yeah we used to get properly passionate about it and i remember when when in the in the police station that i felt like properly choked up and that is the sign of a good comedy when they can take you up and they can bring you back down again that's when you know that you're watching something this is just a pure masterpiece mm, yeah and, and this country is one of those very rare comedies that can do that like anything that ricky gervais creates for example yeah I think the only one that he never really, it never tugged at my heartstrings was the Life's Too Short. Yeah, yeah. See, I never watched that one. I, yeah. I think I watched the short and I couldn't get into it. No, that was the only one that never really, it seemed to me like they were still playing on that idea that was in extras of, we'll just grab some famous people and and you'll go, oh, look, it's Johnny Depp, or oh, look, it's, it's Liam Neeson, and it never really worked for me. But Derek, I don't know what you thought oh. about Derek, but that first episode, I just, I was, I was just... in absolute... Just, I was a mess for that first episode. And there was a couple of times when it hit that sort of stride as well. And when his dad, I think when his, his 
dad turned up and they played Fix You, oh, yeah, I think it was. Oh, oh my God. God. Don't, don't. It's like a sea of tears, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. but he, yeah, is, he is so good at doing that. Then. Ricky Gervais yeah, is so really good at is. doing that. And that's why I think, like you say, I completely agree, Daisy and Charlie are really good at those one minutes you're laughing and the next minute you've just got tears in your eyes. Yeah, no, I, to- I totally agree. I totally agree. Yeah, it, make- it makes you care for them more as well, doesn't it? That, that, yeah, that there's it a real does. heart to the ca- the characters in I the series. I genuinely, genuinely care about Carrie. Mm, like mm. genuinely, she's just she's got an absolute heart of gold. And I, if I can see that she's being mugged off, it's that protective thing that come that that comes out. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny, isn't it? How characters in in sitcoms, things that make you laugh, you just feel like a real protectiveness towards them. And Kara is one of those people that I do feel like that, even if she does support Swindon Town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Rachel, <laughs> Rachel, do you actually have a favourite episode? I don't know if I've got a favourite. Do you know what? It's the same. No, I haven't got a favourite. I've got favourite clips that I could watch over and over again. Like, for example, when he's in with the priest and he's just got his... um, What is it he gets? He, he gets the job and he's raving. And then he goes to pick up the... And he, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, <laughs> I can watch that over and over again. I can watch whenever they say tomato over and over again. Any clip with, with her mum, I can watch over and over again. Any clip with that neighbour. What's the neighbour? See, I don't know the names. What's the neighbour called? The, the, the hard as fuck one. Oh, no, the other one. Mandy. Len. Mandy. 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 Mandy makes me absolutely piss. I think <laughs> it's brilliant. They've just got that down. Because everybody knows or knows of or knows somebody who knows a Mandy. Yeah. The, the, the character, like the way they create them, it's brilliant. I completely agree. Love it. So did you, I love it. Did you think that it, it progressed well with series one to series yeah. two? Do, yeah. Do you have a preference a risk, on the series? Yeah, yeah, it can be. The second album mm. syndrome. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I reckon series two. Yeah, series two. Going back to other, I reckon series two for me with The Office and Phoenix Lights and stuff. So, because you've you bedded in and you, you understand the characters mm. and you've got a love for those characters. And then when you go in, and then series two, they're they're established a little bit more then, aren't they? You can feel like a, almost like a, a sense of like assurance. Mm. You can just t- it sort of comes through, and I feel that's what happened with this country. So when it came to the end of series two, um, we've said before that that's the nearest I felt to almost like Star Wars fandom because everybody started coming <laughs> on with their with their thoughts of what's going to happen to Kerry. Is she gonna, you know, is she gonna sell her dad down the river? Is she gonna end up in prison? What before you saw the special? What were your thoughts? What did you think was gonna happen? And did it actually turn out the way you thought? I thought that she would take the flat for him because of the sort of person that she is. Right. She gives it Billy Big Bollocks, doesn't she? She thinks that she's like hard. Mm. but she's not she's soft as shit like she that's another reason why i love her because she's like hard on the outside mm. and soft on there's like how she hangs around with those kids and that so that it gives her a sort of sense of you know superiority like i'm i'm older i'm harder they look up to me when they just like run rings around her and take the piss out of it yeah mm. but that again that's the it's that thing about uh, the one the, the one bit in series two is when her dad is telling her to go to the the police 
and he comes out with this big story about how he, he, yeah. he sort of killed this dog and everything. And she says, you know, you, you will come and visit me, won't you, Dad? And then he says, oh, you, haven't, you haven't listened to a word I've said, have you? And she, he won't even give her a lift to the to the police station. Oh, no, don't, don't. He's just a, he's a shit house. He's a shit house. That's what he is. He's a yeah. shit house. But that is the beauty of. I, I think I, I agree with you that series two for me is 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 my favourite over mm. series one because I think you you've just fall in love with you, you fall in love with Curtin as well. But I think Kerry is the one that you just. You want to give her a hug. For me, Cara. Yeah, yeah you, you do. You just want to give her you a wanna cuddle. Take, you want to bring her in and take her in because she's just she's just desperate to be loved. She's desperate yeah. to have that with her with her dad. And also you that know, naivety was, she's got as well, isn't it? That all it's that total naivety. You know, with the threatening letters. We've said it before that she's so oblivious to what's going on. Yeah, you know, it's, it's that's really what's the word? It's... I just find it really endearing. I find her really endearing. Like that, I, I don't know what it's like to grow up in an area like the Cotswolds because I, I'm a city girl. But it, you see them wandering around the Cotswolds, and they almost they love they love their area. They're proud of their area. They almost look bored of it as well. Mm. And I find that sort of side of things fascinating because it's like a, it's an insight into another part of the southwest for me. I don't know what that. I don't know what it's like to come from an area like that. Yeah. But then, do you know what I mean? Yeah, if you look on the, in the vicar's son episode when um, uh, the vicar's son is talking to uh, Charlie about living in, I think he's in Bristol. Isn't yeah, it is Bristol. And Charlie and Charlie and uh, Curtin sort of says, "What what's it like out there in the real world?" So it's like it is almost like it's a completely different planet that this this guy is coming yeah. from because yeah because Kerry and Curtin's view of luxury is having a flat in Stroud. That's that is their view of making it. So yeah. somewhere like Bristol, which is a big city, is almost like yeah. like they're on Jupiter. This this completely out of their their mindset. So it's weird you saying that because it is literally like we know what it's like. This country for us is more what the Cotswolds is like rather than the second home country the life. Period and piece, yeah. yeah, that that to us is what. The so that's what I was going like. to ask you. Actually, is it is it true to is it true to form? Absolutely, it's an exaggerated truth. If you see what I mean. But then you say, it yeah, is there. in the situations that they're in, mm. I would say, yeah. But the the living in a small village where you are literally closed off, and there is one bus that goes yeah, that's through it, you know, to what is the next biggest one, like Swindon or Cheltenham or somewhere like that, and that's your escape to get somewhere a little bit different. That is totally. There are so many little villages. Mm just around Sirencester that are like that. That have very mm. little in them, you know, the one pub, one shop sort of thing. There's a lot of that in the Cotswolds. And everybody knows everybody else. Mm. And there yeah, is, there's yeah, norm- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's normally at least one or two maybe families or kids that are the troublemakers, if yeah. you like, you know, the people that will be smashing tiles on on the floor <laughs> or something. Every, every single village or little, what do you call it, hamlet or... Yeah. Um, mm. that yeah I, I it's completely true it's com- and, and you can see that they've taken that from what they know of i mean siren sister maybe not because siren sister's a bit of a bigger town isn't it yeah there's a lot more going on but there, even but... areas within siren well, literally sister. north leach there's yeah. not a lot in the place where they film it so what you see is what you get really in north leach there's nothing there apart from the shop the bus shelter and the pub yeah yeah and the little marketplace and that's it and nothing happens there Really. So I've got a question for you guys then. Absolutely. Did you, did you, 
did you go into it and watch it because of the whole Cotswolds thing or did you would you have watched it anyway do you think like is, is it I up think... your street in terms of it takes a lot of i mean we were lucky because we've known daisy um before when it was originally going to be on itv the series that she was making was called kerry and it was originally going to be um on itv oh, hold on a minute so so right okay back up a minute i didn't know any of this and the, sorry the, i loved it I, that's why i find this sort of stuff fascinating i didn't know that what it, so it was going to be on ITV. Yeah, originally um, it was commissioned by the IT uh, by ITV, and it was going to be set in Sirencester. It was. Um, and they filmed a pilot. Yeah, and Daisy was writing it, and Charlie was just helping write it. Uh, then sort of things didn't quite work out, and it ended up going to the BBC, um, and it, it became this country, and it was sort of like completely changed. Uh, and they set it then in North Leach because it was a little bit smaller. Um, it, that was sort of the, the the history of it, if you like, and and we had Daisy in for another podcast we used to do sort of a few years back when she was just going through the whole thing with, about with Kerry, yeah, with, she was with, just filming that, yeah. Um, so we've we've known Daisy and Charlie and their family for quite a while, so we yeah. were interested that we thought we let's, let's have a look at it because you know when you you always get some people that will say, oh, we're making a film and we're doing this, and it's just them with their video cameras or their phones, and you think, yeah, right, whatever, okay. And then when all of a sudden we saw it and it was on, like, BBC Three, and we watched we watched the first episode, didn't we? And yeah. we thought, this is really good. For a first episode, yeah. it's very yeah. rare that a pilot of an epi- of, of a series is really good. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And, and yeah, from, no, totally. Yeah, and then we had them in, didn't we? We had we Daisy did. and Charlie in for after the first episode, time. episode two, After episode it? two. And we thought, no, we're we're in here. We're this this is something because we're, I I, mean, I think by the sounds of it, you have the same kind of um, comedic um, sensibilities sensibilities that we have because the, the some of the mm. shows that you've mentioned are some of my favourite shows. Mm. You know, Phoenix Nights. I don't know whether Father <clears throat> Ted things like that. Alan Partridge. Oh, I love Father Ted. All of those. Yeah, co- uh, for Adam Parsons is just, yeah. I, do you know what? I think I'm just a little bit young because I missed the sort of the, when it was in the 90s. Right, right. I watched it when it came back a couple of weeks ago and I liked it, but I don't know. I think I just think I'm, I've just missed it. You yeah. know, you, you just, you just, a, if I'd have watched it in the 90s when I was sort of a bit older, then I would have been on it. But then in saying that, one of my favourite 90s comedies, apart from Father Ted, is Shooting Stars. And I'm watching oh. that as a kid and absolutely loving it. That's it. I, I think we've got the same DNA. Yeah, I think because every, yeah, everyone that you've mentioned are like my favourite. I, I I can't be doing with um, uh, like Big Bang Theory or any of those no, kind of things, no, or even no, Mrs. Brown's Boys. I don't. Oh. I can't be. <laughs> oh, gives me shitters when you know what? say it's, it. It's it's nails down a chalkboard for me. Yeah, uh, is it? I can't. Yeah, I can't deal with it. It makes me go. It makes me go. Do you know what? I am just so passionate about it. Because I'll tell you why I'm passionate about it. Because three years ago, Mrs. Brown's Boys won. In fact, I think it was the same year that we had Brexit and Donald Trump became president. So it was like a sour of shit <laughs> in a year. The know. triple whammy. Yeah. It was a. Tri- it was the triple whammy. Radio Times, the bastards. Yeah. Had a best comedy of the millennium. So when you think of the millennium, you do think you think the office, you think of Phoenix Nights, yeah. you think of all these all these amazing comedies, and Mrs. Brown's Boys won it. Yeah, best I know. comedy of the millennium. Yeah, that's crazy. 
And I've got no it, uh, deep respect for anybody that does like it and all the people that work on it. Absolutely, it's fine. It's just not my... <laughs> it's just... <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying to be diplomatic. <laughs> I know you are. But it's... I, do you know what? I've had a row with the producer of Mrs. Brown's Boys on Twitter before. Oh, have you? Oh, really? They've got some hardcore fans. Hardcore fans. Well, they must do... take it ever so seriously. Because they sell out arenas, don't they, on their yeah, live no, tours? Yeah. It just amazes yeah. me. Yeah. It amazes me as well. And then people say, well, maybe you just don't get the Irish humour. And I'm like, I love Father's Head. Father's Head is piss funny. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would I would put that mm. on those two on two completely different edges of they a scale t- of comedy. Exactly. Exactly. They're just totally different. You're not comparing like the light. No. It's uh. a sight, as far <laughs> as I'm concerned. It's just really bad. And it, I just, every year they get they get turned out and put, on national television awards for best comedy, this, that, and the other, and they never win. And I think, well, yeah, there you go. Time to retire. This country needs to be nominated for a national television award. Oh yeah, I was surprised that they never got nominated. Me too. So to be honest, I. yeah, I was off I was... the back of the BAFTA success last year. Yeah, I was really shocked by that. And it'll be interesting to see because I'm sure the BAFTAs will be coming up. The television BAFTA will be coming up very soon, won't they? they? Will be, yeah. It'll be interesting to see whether they get nominated again this year what, because for, the... for series two. Of course, so they want it for they, so yeah, they yeah. would have won it for series one. That's amazing. Imagine we winning a BAFTA after just series one. It's crazy. It, 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 it is it's, mental. It is crazy. Um, but yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. Or whether or not they've because they've won it, that sort of them they've they've won it now and mm. they've they've done that. They yeah, they don't. Whether, but I would I would. That's like, a shame. Yeah, it'd be that'd interesting. Be a shame. Bearing in mind, series two was so good. Exactly. And obviously exactly. the the other episode. The, what do they call it when they do like a one-off? The special. The special, yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. So we will come back to the, the this country in a second. I just want to chat about like Twitter and stuff like that because um, obviously I've said about your bio. I can read it again if if you want me to. No, yeah, that's <laughs> just great that one. Um, things like social media and that are very important these days in regards to getting people's voices out and being able to. So even like the smallest person can have their voice and say. I've, I've since sort of following you on Twitter and stuff. I mean, you don't really give a shit about sort of how you say things and what you say. No. What? What's? Why? Is it? And I'm not saying it in a nasty way. You know, why do you do that? But is it a freeing thing? Is it a thing that you just feel that you can just say what you want and you don't really care about what anybody says back? Or I always say that my Twitter is an exaggerated version of me. Right. But okay. I... But I also live by the mantra that I wouldn't say anything on Twitter that if somebody come up to me and said, hang on a minute, I hear that you said this, I would say it to their face or, you know, there's certain people that I'm not a fan of and I will articulate that on Twitter, individuals mm. and comedies like Mrs. Brown's Boys or whatever. And I will only ever say things that I would actually feel comfortable in, in saying in real life. I never personal or, or anything like that unless somebody gets personal with me. Um but it's very much an exaggerated it's an exaggerated version of me. Right. It, right. It, it, I'm not like our age. I don't want to talk in like third person or anything like that, but it's not that's not me all the time all the time in real life. I just say what comes into my head. Yeah. At that moment in time. And that's just me and and it's and it's worked for me. I've been doing it for years and and that's it basically. And I just like having a laugh. Like, social media is a poison chalice in so many different ways. Mm. Um, 
And I just think that if we can use it to have a laugh, and if somebody, if one person says to me, "You made me laugh today," like that's it, job done for me. Like it don't get better, it don't get better for me than that. Right. And yeah, it's just, it's just, to, it's just to have a laugh. And like you say, it's to give some, it's just to give somebody a voice. Yeah. I mean, you could go some, you could go and say, sometimes it's, it's it is bad because too many people have got a voice and you know like the far right and and all that sort of stuff like politically Mm. but i sort of try and ignore for me personally i try and ignore all of that and just focus on what makes me laugh or um like having an opinion on something funny for example today i've tweeted and i don't mean i genuinely don't mean this like it's just having a laugh but i've put calling all people who have mashed potato with the roast dinners twats <laughs> I, I don't i don't mean you're an actual swat. Like, i don't agree with it don't get me wrong but that's just i just just having a laugh like i just like creating a bit of conversation a bit of piss taking yeah. a bit of banter or whatever so, you want to call it so the big question is what's wrong with mm. mashed potato with a roast dinner why would you have mashed potato yeah. with a roast potato why why would you do that why would what, like what, what why would you have mashed potato like it's that's just like the why wouldn't you have roast potato you'd have both that's potato Why over. Ha- just have more roast potato. Because mashed potato more... is, I think, the one single best bit of food that you can have. So why wouldn't Are you not? Okay? Why wouldn't you? Why would you not have? You can call me a twat if you like, Rachel, because I love the way you say it. But uh, twat. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you very much for that. Um, but if you've got lovely roast potatoes and mashed yeah. potatoes, you, yeah. that's a double winner. It's a double whammy. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> it is. I, I, I'm with Rachel on this. I've never... It absolutely is not. You just have more roast potato. Like, you were just saying to me that mashed potato is the single, handily, like, the best food that you can have. Like, do you want me to call someone for you? <laughs> yeah. You just said <laughs> mashed potato. If you want something mashed, Pav, have something like mashed swede. Oh, for God's sake. Mashed right? swede? Yes. You know, so mashed mashed swede. I'm sorry, mashed swede comes out of the devil's anus. Swede and carrot mashed <laughs> together. Come on, oh, oh, that is nothing. There is, is nothing. There is nothing worse. That is like candy floss mashed potato. It's sweet and horrible. Mashed potato, knob of butter, lovely, gorgeous, oh. fluffy roast potatoes. Well, I'm with you with the roasters, oh but I've never had a roast with a mash. Really? No. no. Why would you do that? That makes... You're taking up, like, precious plate space with something that is just not bringing much to the party. Like, no. You could be having more roast potatoes or parsnips or stuffing or something, and you're putting mashed potato. <laughs> no. You, you, the beauty of mashed potato is you're not taking up any space because you can put, like, roast potatoes in the mashed potatoes or you could mix your peas and your carrots up in the mashed potato it takes up no space each to their own each to their own i cannot believe that nobody uh, I, well we're gonna have to i'm gonna have to put this out on twitter well, if anybody a, else has, has mashed potato tweet, yeah. i will it's i'm gonna do a poll that have been upset i've been ups- i've upset people with it as well so don't worry like you're not on your own here it's a popular thing in the american roast dinner isn't it i i i i, I can't i can't believe that i'm in a minority here yeah, they never. voted Donald Trump. Don't well, use the Americans. No, this is true. Yeah, this is true. very true. So, but Rachel, have you, how many times have you deleted a tweet that you've written there? How many times have I deleted a tweet yeah. that I've written? I do it like four times a day. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. But I'll tell you what I do do it. Like, I tweeted the other day, actually, last Sunday. I, I put under hobbies and interests, 
you've put deleted drunk tweets because what I'll do is I'll be out of an evening or whatever and I'll tweet a photo or tweet something and I get I look at my time on the next day and it's just an absolute shower it's embarrassing it's telling people I don't know I love them calling somebody a naughty word <laughs> fighting for the sake of it and it's just like I would not even say that when I was serious I just go through and delete them I spend a good yeah 20 minutes deleting my drunk tweets <laughs> so you know you say that, that the person on, on twitter is like an exaggerated version of yourself when mm. you start getting all this shit back can, mm. can you separate it or do you do you do you mm. feel a little bit hurt by it because like that's not but that's not do you not want to say to these people actually look mate i'm just having a laugh that's not actually me um do i get hurt by it i get a lot more of it these days like this time last year it was so it was is quite infrequent but it's not real life. Like, these people are not affecting my day-to-day life. I can just turn my phone off right. and walk away from it. And nine times out of ten, you'll find that these people that are saying it wouldn't dare say it to your face. Mm-hmm. And they're usually covering up some sort of insecurity. So, no, I can't sit here and say it does hurt me because it's pretty much, I read it, I look at it, I laugh, and then I'll have a little, little look at their profile. It's like that bloke today, some bloke today, said something about me boring them because i put a picture of what i tend to do is i'll put a picture that my my son's drawn on and say if you can guess what this is you win fuck all right I did I it, saw that it was one. a it was a farm it was a farm on a, in a storm like i mean i don't know how anybody couldn't get it to be honest <laughs> it was an actual masterpiece and somebody went oh bore off hawkins like for a, for a start like don't call me hawkins like you don't know me like that's really fucking annoying <laughs> so i looked at his profile and he had worse fate tan than me <laughs> so I just quote tweeted it and put, I've never seen, I've, I've finally found somebody that's got worse fake tan than me. Like, I am just joking. I am joking. I know it's a bit tight, really, and I probably shouldn't say it. But it's like, you've come from me. So it's, you know, no hard holds barred now. Yeah, exactly. I don't go looking for, I don't go looking for these things. And this, I look at a lot of like celebrities on Twitter, like, for example, Susanna Reid for yeah. Good Morning Britain. The shit that poor woman gets just for being an opinionated female journalist Mm -hmm. sickens me like it's disgusting and i get half of what she gets and she deals with it in such a sassy way so i sort of like sometimes think if i read this i sometimes think to myself what was Susanna tweet now right and usually something comes to Mm. me so she's my sort of like heroine in the social media state and I mean, she's got it bad enough because she's got to sit next to Piers Morgan. Yeah. So <laughs> he follows me on Twitter. He follows ah. you on Twitter. I blocked him yeah. on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? I reckon is. I reckon his block list must be insane. It must be. He blocks everybody. Yeah. I just I just went through a, a phase on Twitter where I just couldn't like I, I blocked Donald Trump and I blocked all the people that were just pissing me off when I looked on Twitter <laughs> because do you know what I mean like you want I like so you no 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 because I like your tweets because like you say it makes you smile whereas if you've got somebody like Piers Morgan or, or Donald Trump that that try and be I think provocative just for the sake of it and sometimes it's filled with hate or it's filled with just like nonsense that you can't get your head around. I don't like need Donald Trump. Yeah, exactly. I don't need that first thing, you know, in first first thing in the morning. Whereas I'll look, I'll I'll look at some of your tweets, and it just makes it. And what it is, it's you, like you say, you see some of the people that react in a weird way, you know, or mm, they start having a weird, go at you it? for something just because you put something weird on, and and you know, it's Twitter is a is a is a weird and wonderful 
tool that mm. can be used for good and used for bad. But I think like, if everybody just had your opinion on it and just you just want to try and make people laugh, I think it would be a, a much better place. That's, That's literally all I want to do. It's just... It's just having a laugh. It's just tweeting the things that go through my brain. So it's like therapy in a way. It's quite cathartic. Yeah. Um, getting it all out there. It's random. It's weird. And then that's it. It's done. But people take it. I think I think it's because of the, the climate at the moment. Like, you know, we are in challenging times. We've, yeah. It's unprecedented. We've never known a time like it. We know that. And it's bringing out, it's bringing out um, negativity on both sides. We can see that. And I just think, do you know what? Life's too short. It's rammed down our throats on a daily basis in the newspapers and in the in in the news or and whatever. Just have a just have a laugh. Just mm. use it to have a laugh because there are some very very funny people on Twitter. Yeah, very funny. Yeah. Do so you, just follow them and just have a laugh. Do you enjoy a good um, argument though? Once you get into yeah, it? yeah, I do. Yeah, <laughs> some, it, it depends. Nine times out of ten, again, these people that are coming up against me are quite thick. I'll go and look at their bio and it's like their space bar is their enemy. Like they've never heard of a space bar <laughs> or they like too many excla- they like too many exclamation marks or or they don't like using a question mark. And I think can you be arsed? No. But some yeah, sometimes I do like an argument and but then at the same time I then step back and look at myself and think, you are arguing with a stranger over a shit comedy. Like, mm. what are you doing with your life here, Rachel? Like, and then I have, and then like, when I, once I've talked myself out of it, or even like, I've had arguments about putting, when you put milk in first or last when you're making a cup of tea, the lengths people will go to to defend their opinion is ridiculous. Well, what think... are you? I, yeah, I'm intrigued to know. Oh, God. Right. Okay. I'm milking first. Yeah, yeah, I'm milking first. I'm yeah, there you are. See, you got some in common. There you go, milking first. Yeah, milking I'm not. First and favourite comedies. Are you milking last? Yeah, only because then I know how much I'm putting in. I'm shit at judging. <laughs> well, you just strain right. the bags even more, don't you? If you need it a bit stronger. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You just strain, or just stir a little bit more with a tea bag in it. Yeah, because you might not be getting the full goodness out of that tea bag if you're not. You know, you need to yes. get your money's worth out of the tea bag. I won't lose sleep about it, trust me. I <laughs> mean, <laughs> oh, the other thing about... On Twitter, yeah, the yeah. other thing on Twitter or any social media now is that, and especially at this, the times we're in, is that it's not just people... Res- people don't respect other people's point of view now. People have their point of view and they think they're right. And that's all it is. Yeah. Every, everybody has their point of view, but they're going, I'm right, you're wrong. That's the thing now. That's the, that's the trouble, so... A good debate seems to have gone out the window. Yeah. Every, everybody's right. Just everybody have fun. That's the thing, isn't it? Every it's like today. Um, I did a, I did a top four roast dinner. Right. Without mash. Without mash, obviously. Um, and then somebody, like now, while I'm on the phone to you, someone's just tweeted me and put, "Are you feeling okay? You've put lamb bottom. Can you lamb?" No, she's right. Okay. See again. <laughs> why don't people know how to structure sentences? It's it's a dying art, isn't it? It, it is. really yeah. is. Like grammar is a dying art. But she's put, "Are you feeling okay?" Dot dot dot. Lamb bottom and disease pork second. Stop that. I just can't deal with that. It's it's like she's shouting in my face, and it's making no sense. But but isn't that because now everybody has to say what they have to say in 140 characters? No, because they've increased. It oh, I suppose they've yeah. Or 280. It's 280. So but even can... so, you you have a you have a a small amount of time to get what you need to get. Out, so you don't talk properly. Well, no, and, that's a shame, though, isn't it? And I struggle with people that abbreviate things, like the I 
whatever it is, IDK or whatever. And I've only just... I don't know. Exactly. And they're they're doing that in normal writing. I'm noticing it at work. Yeah, but there's nothing wrong with that, is there, to be H? What's that? TBH, oh. to be honest. <laughs> to be, I thought you were like, I'm going to go. No, no. Right, right Rachel, we're going to have a little bit of a quiz before we, oh, uh, before we finish. We're going to play Kerry or Curtain. So I'm going to give you a line of dialogue. You have to tell me if it was Kerry or Curtain that yes, said it. Yes, no, this is this now I like this. Yes, okay, yes, now th- I will say the last few episodes we've had some really good results. We've had some great We've had stores. a couple of five out of fives. We've had yeah. a four out of five. So I'm I- competitive, okay. but I will do shit on here. So I'm just managing your expectations. Okay, are you ready? And uh, and of course, if you get all five, you win. Fuck all. Just to let you know. <laughs> We'll give you a little. Bit, we'll give you a little bit of respect. Yeah, well, we'll give you a little bit of respect and a, and a okay. round of applause, maybe. Okay, number one. Here's number one. You let me pay for it, and I offered you a mini milk, not a calippo. Who said that? Was it Kerry or Curtain? Curtain. It was. Well done. One out of one. Yes. Number two. One of them <laughs> turned hard like a stone. Kerry. That was Curtain. Oh, Talking sorry. about the Vickers ball bag. <laughs> I never thought I'd say that to you. Yeah. Sorry, Rachel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Number three. I really... Uh, sorry, I, mean, I don't really know what you want me to say, to be honest. I don't really know what you want me to say, to be honest. Carrie. Well done. Talking about the Vickers ball bag again. <laughs> Num- <laughs> You've got a thing about ball bag. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Only the Vickers ball bag. Because they're fucking massive, them bollocks. Any Vickers, that is. <laughs> yeah, any Vickers, yeah. Number four. Uh, it's shiny and I lent... Oh, hang on. It's shiny and I lent it to you. Now I want it returned. Curtain. That was Kerry. Oh, for fuck's sake. Talking about the pog. <laughs> the Vickers pog. The Vickers pog, yeah. <laughs> and number five. People need to start treating this place with respect. Curtain. That was Kerry as well, talking about See, the dump gang. See, I would have said place. that was Curtain about the Bowls Club. Yeah, no, that was uh, the actual, the dump gang place with the door in the middle of nowhere. Oh, I remember. Yeah, so that was that was two that. out of five. That's, so that's not bad. Five. That's reasonable. That's not bad. Oh, shut up. You don't need, no, you just say it how it is. It was shite. It no, was, no, it shite was, would have been was. one or zero, but no, it's, it's all right. Middle it of the was, road. It was yeah. respectful. Who got five out of five? Um, the Wernham uh, blog guys got five out of five. They did. Uh, Are you pointing to me up? No, no. no. And also, but Greg, then there was three of them, wasn't there? I think Greg as well, wasn't it? Greg yeah. uh, from um, all the way over in Philadelphia. Uh, yeah, Gethard. Uh, Gethard got uh, got five as well. So, uh, but never mind. Are you sure that they weren't googling them? They can't. No, we, we, were, we, were, we were watching them. That's what we were, we were worried about you. See, because we can't see you. You might you, see. That's what you should have done. Rachel, to be honest. I should have, yeah, should have. I've missed a bloody boat. I've missed a trick here, haven't I? Yeah. You certainly did. Can you get me on again and do, a, and do the quiz again? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to swat up on it now. Anytime you find yourself in Sirencester, let us know and you can come and visit oh, our little do. shed. Come and visit oh, our little yeah. studio. I want to. Yeah, come on down. Can you take me me where they film it, like down the high school? We could give you a little tour. tour. Yeah, we could give you a tour and you can have a photo. Can we get a bus? Because the bus don't cut. It's the bus like every two hours or something. Um, It depends if you want want to go to Swindon, then you can catch the number 51 bus. But uh, if you wanted to go to North Leach, if you're crafty, you could. Why does anyone want to go to Swindon? 
This, this is true. I've been asking that all the time. <laughs> I'd take it. I'd yeah. take it. <laughs> well, it has got the TK Max. Yeah, you got. It's that that, got the and the magic roundabout. <laughs> yeah. I forgot what but I was he never say. made it there, though, did he? He did, but he got there late, didn't he? he? All, all, late. All, the, late. all the bargains were gone. Were gone. Yeah. So, Rachel, <laughs> where would you like to see the series go, then? Is there any sort of episodes you'd like to see them do? I'd like, I'd like her to totally disassociate herself from her father. I'd like... To, I know this is never going to happen, but I would love to see... I'd love to see her mum, but I know that's out of the realms of possibility, considering she's her mum. Yeah. So it's not really going to work, is it? But I really want to put... An, I, you know when you build up an image in your mind? I've sort of built up an image in my mind of what she would look like. Okay. I, I've said... And funny enough, she looks like Mandy, actually. Oh, oh really? Mind you, they yeah. did know each other. Yeah. Yeah. I I always said that, that you should see Sue, but only the feet. So a bit like the maid in Tom and Jerry. <laughs> That's all you should ever see. Yeah. When she's in the best. Yeah. You yeah. see her feet there at the bottom of the best. Um... I would like to see. I'd like to see Kurt and get a girlfriend, like a proper girlfriend. And I'd like to see what. What's the name of the um, the the neighbour who took his girlfriend off of him? What slugs? Slugs. I want to see more of him. I just love mm. <laughs> me Crawford cracks me up. Well, it's um, he's brilliant. It's going to be interesting. I think when they do this, they get round to series three. Just uh, the whole dynamic of. Uh, I still uh, think a day trip. I still do to Western or, or something. Or to Bristol. Imagine <gasps> if they went to yeah, Bristol. Come to Bristol. Yeah, yeah. maybe you like know. Swindon Town could play Bristol City, and they go and watch it by Ashton Gate or something. They go to Cribs Causeway. Yeah, they go Cribs. Yeah. Imagine how much Kurt would love that with TK Man. I know. There you go. Buzzing his tits off. <laughs> you know what? Can I just say something a minute? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I need you to find something out for me. Okay. <laughs> if this is possible. I was on the bus going to work about a year ago and I swear blind the actor is Charlie Cooper in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I swear blind he got on my bus. He possibly could have done. But this would have been in Bristol. Like, why would he get on a bus in Bristol? Going to the studios in Bristol for something, maybe? Well, or possibly the, he got off at the stop where I think you would get off if you were going to the train station. There you go. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. Can you can you just find out if he's ever got a bus in Bristol? For me so before? when was this because last last year? I reckon, but I reckon it was it was before they won the BAFTA. So we're talking before May. Well, I'll tell you what. This ta- time last year, it possibly could have been because he's a Fulham fan, and Fulham would have been in the championship last season with Bristol City. So there's no that he could maybe have gone there for football. Yeah, because he didn't. No, drive it them. was in the morning. It was in the morning. All right. Okay. That's shit on my chips, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, um, we're, I mean, jump mash with your chips. <laughs> I probably do. <laughs> um, we can. I mean, we'll 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 try and find something out. We'll try and um, ask Charlie could. where he been, was. It would have been the number. Would have been the number forty-three. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay. laughs> so if you could find out, I think it was on the number forty-three. So where where brilliant. did that come from? The number forty-three. So if it was going to the train station, where was it coming from? Well, it would have come from. It would have come from my end of Bristol, which is sort of like. Warmly Kingswood, East Bristol area. Right, okay. So come from East Bristol and gone into the central. So just find out. It might not have been him. It looked like him when he does his modelling shoots. Right. You sure it wasn't Mackenzie? You sure it wasn't Mackenzie Crook? 
absolutely certain it wasn't Mackenzie Clark. Okay. Absolutely certain. Okay. We'll see what we can do for you, Rachel. Can you we'll... find out? That'd be great. Just tweet me or something. Oh, we'll do. We will do. We'll do. Um, do you can want... you do me one more favour? Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, can you say tomato for me? Can we say what? Tomato for me. Say tomato. Tomato. In the I, way. I feel like no. this is one of those sex calls. <laughs> I, I, it's, it's always back. Yeah. Can you say tomato for me? How do you, how do you want me to say it, Rachel? How do you want us to I say want it? I want you to say it like Sue says it. Tomato! <laughs> like that? Is that all yeah, right? Yeah, exactly like okay. that. Yeah, it is. It's exactly oh, is that like was that. good. Thank you. That's a very good impression. That was, that, was better, that was better than her, actually. Thank you very much. Maybe I'll get a part in the next series. Yeah. You could be oh, soon. Because didn't she say that when she does it, her voice goes really dry and she loses her voice where she yeah. has to do it, where she has to go. So maybe you could stand in for her. Maybe I could. I could be the Mel Blanc of this country. <laughs> you're not going to know who that is, Rachel. You're far too young. No, I'm not. I'm just going to laugh anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the perfect guest. She just Absolutely. laughs at all the jokes. So um, do you want to let everybody know how they can get hold of you, how they can give you abuse on Twitter? <laughs> no, I really don't want to let them know how they can give you abuse on Twitter. Um, I mean, if you want to follow me, you can follow me. I don't know why you'd want to follow me. You probably will regret it. Um, but my at is rhblogs, our, O-U-R, rhblogs. And, yeah, I'm a gobshite. She, so. she is a gobshite. And worth she's a read. A worth a read. It and really worth, is. If you want a little laugh oh, first guys. thing in the morning, just... Uh, Get your Twitter out. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds bad as well. It doesn't sound like the first time you've ever said that either. Oh, I get my Twitter out every morning. <laughs> Give it a good airing. Oh, dear. Rach, thank you very much. It's been so yes, much fun you, chatting Rachel. to you. Oh, thank you. It's been really nice. I've really enjoyed it. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Right, Neil, do you want to do a little bit of uh, housekeeping before right. we finish? Yeah, let's have a go at this. So you can find us on Here all the go. social media. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. WTAF This Country. Oh, well done. I feel pleased. One out of one. You can go to our website, which is uh, WTAFpodcast.com. Two out of two. Email us at WTAFThisCountry at Hotmail.com. Wow, three for three. That's it, isn't it? That is. Or you Practice. can uh, um, you can come and uh, help us out on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash WTAF. We've got loads of signed goodies by the cast, and there's different tiers, and it just uh, helps us out with the running of the podcast and just uh, helps us out. Everyday business. Everyday business. Uh, that's it. Thank you again, Rachel. You've yes, been a thank wonderful you, guest. Rachel. I'm still here. Sorry, I put you on mute. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the first time that's ever happened to us either. <laughs> but thank you very much, Rachel. Thanks ever so much, guys. Thank you. Cheers, thank you, Pam. Neil. Thank you, Pam. Thank you very much, everyone. Go get plumbed, you fuckers. Scarecrow Festival is like the most important day of the year. Daft cow. This is just ridiculous. What the actual fuck? Hi, I'm Pav. I'm Neil. We're here to tell you about our new exciting project, the Top 10 of Anything podcast. Phenomenal. That's right, Neil. We grab a guest or two, pick a subject, then bring our own Top 10s to the pod. Yes. It could be Top 10 scary movies, Top 10 swear words, Top 10 breakfast foods, anything. Oh, you saucy devil. Indeed, Neil. Our first episode will be online very soon, so subscribe on all your usual podcast platforms so you don't miss it. Yes. 
the top 10 of anything podcast. Let's begin the countdown. Phenomenal.